0: Have you seen Mank yet? Did you have to review that? I I have not
1: seen Mank. I actually, I figure I need to, re. I I mean, I haven't seen Citizen Kane all the way through, maybe ever. I will say, as somebody who just watched it, I wanted to
0: immediately afterwards watch Citizen Kane, because even though it's been a few years, my god, there are some shot composition editing Mm. choices that are obviously just stripped right out of Kane. Yeah, so I'm pretty
1: determined. I, I need to sit down and commit to Citizen Kane before mm-hmm. I watch Mank.
0: And I will say if you're so. an, if you're a Gary Oldman fan, it's great to watch him do a performance where it doesn't feel like he's in a fat suit which where he's, he's like great. Transforming he's, yeah. his... he's great in the darkest hour, but like sure. it obviously feels like he's working for an Oscar. While as in this it's like I just kind of saw him as Mank. Like, I saw him as Herman Mankiewicz. Like, mm. he was just... And it also was really weird to think about how Fincher... Like, I think Fincher's one of the only directors where I've finally seen his entire filmography with Mank. Mm. And it's, his honestly, his most personal film. And I don't even think it's just because of the fact that his late father wrote the script. Like, I think it's, like, it's such... There's so much love put into, like, the recreation of 30s Hollywood to, like, it just feels super... Just warm and emotional, and even it's very cynical at times, which Mm -hmm. I feel like is a good because like you don't you don't want to do something that's like super over the top, like rose color glasses in terms of that. And he does a great job of again framing Mank in a way that Citizen Kane is almost framed. (laughs) It's Mm -hmm. like God, it's it's it is just really weird how December has now become like my Oscar catch up month. Like I do enjoy watching holiday films, and I will watch like I've always watched at least the last few years, my tradition is watching White Christmas before I fall asleep on Christmas Eve. Like, I love White Christmas, but, like... And Gremlins. I love Gremlins. (laughs) I will definitely watch Gremlins by the end of this, by Christmas time. But, uh,
1: no, I mean, has it changed for you at all? Or are you, like... uh, Yeah, I mean, certainly the more I've gotten into film and film journalism and trying to watch as many movies as I can, you know, Mm -hmm. or, like, new releases and stuff, December has definitely become more about you know covering all my bases in terms of the big movies of the year instead of like oh i got to watch this holiday movie yeah. i I've, I've never really had a, like a consistent christmas movie that i feel compelled to watch during the season but i i, I mean i have a soft spot for uh, a christmas story mm-hmm. um and uh i mean i like pretty much any adaptation of uh, of a christmas carol just yeah. because i like the original story and yeah. kind of the the magic mm-hmm. about about it
0: even um, though even dead eyes and all the zemeckis version is not exactly
1: awful no I, I enjoyed it yeah uh, whenever it came out mm-hmm. it was fun nope. it gets a little like kind of rollercoastery where it's like oh, oh yeah. we gotta make this mm-hmm. a 3 D movie but like yeah it's still fun
0: well this have that vibe of like zemeckis is just trying to be like we can do whatever we want in this yeah. we can do whatever so yeah. if he wants to fly through england <laughs> we can make him do that and yeah, I mean that version. Yeah, I mean nothing beats the George C. Scott or the Michael Caine Muppets. Like the Muppets Christmas right. Carol is a is a that one's popular one in my yeah. household. Just like
1: I still need to watch the uh, the Guy Pierce sexy grim dark Christmas Carol is there from like s- last year. Or is two there a years sexy grim dark Christmas yeah. Carol? Well, that's
0: invite me to that. I would love to see <laughs> okay. what that version's about. Because oh, speak <laughs> of Gary Oldman. And Gary Oldman's a uh, Bob Cratchit. And Zemeckis. Oh. And Zemeckis. He also <laughs> plays Tiny Tim, which, God bless uh, motion capture. Of course. You can play You can play little kid as well as an old man yeah. if you want to. Yeah.
1: But yeah, no, I, uh, I uh, normally don't watch a lot of holiday movies around the season just because I'm busy with yeah catching up on other movies. So mm-hmm. um, our current trilogy and our next trilogy <laughs> next week also are really yeah. you know, keeping me in the spirit this time around. Absolutely. And to keep... All right, right on track. I'm Logan Sowash. <laughs> and I'm
0: Andy Carr. And this is Odd Trilogies with Logan and Andy. And uh, even though it's been almost a month since we've done one yeah. of these. Sorry uh, about that. Nah, yeah, we'll talk about that a little bit later. But to bring you up to speed, Odd Trilogies with Logan and Andy is a film podcast where we cover a trio of films that are either, you know, connected by number thematic elements and maybe even some similar cast and crew and we just go film by film just to talk about the good and the bad and the weird surrounding those films and today since it's been almost a month Mm -hmm. since we've done something and it's now the christmas season we thought it would be apt to do trilogies that are odd but also christmas themed and today our first christmas trilogy. Andy, would you like to explain what that is?
1: Yeah, we're doing we're doing odd nutcrackers. So we're doing kind of the weirder. There's been mm-hmm. so many different adaptations of the the Nutcracker, uh, mm-hmm. the classic story made famous through the ballet. Um, and there's been several filmic adaptations. Yeah, of that's it, the thing and too. Is we're we're doing some weird ones. Yeah,
0: because like the the original story, which I believe is called the Nutcracker and the Mouse King, was originally written in the 1810s. Mm-hmm. Then Alexander Dumas adapted it in the 40s. And then Tchaikovsky in 1890s, who I think worked with, I can't remember her full name, but her name was Maria, who was the choreographer, mm-hmm. worked together to make the classic ballet. Right. And since then, yeah, there are so many versions in terms of film adaptations of The Nutcracker that we had our fair share. Yeah, I mean, our initial idea was, or at least my initial idea, is we were going to start with uh, the '93 filmed adaptation, which had Macaulay Culkin as the Nutcracker, just, right. to, just
1: to start off with film adaptations. Well, and that's basically just a, it's basically a, a It's the live yeah. performance turned into a film. Yeah, it's, just, it's, it's just, just the ballet. Yeah,
0: it's a little bit more cinematic than just a ballet show, yeah. like a ballet performance. But at the same time, there are enough weird adaptations of it that we decided to start off with something that I did not expect initially <laughs> when I
1: came up with this trilogy. But, um... And that is, Andy, what is that? Uh, we led off with Barbie and, and In the Nutcracker. 2001's direct-to-video,
0: which I think excluding maybe a few weeks in theaters, because why not? <laughs> Barbie and the Nutcracker. The first Barbie film, I think, ever. Mm-hmm. And, of course, The it first just, of many to come. Way too many. Yeah. I gotta be honest, 20 or thirty. insane. Some. Yeah, and it is... I mean, we go. We'll go right into it. It's the it's the fucking Nutcracker. Like yeah, it's,
1: it's probably the the most the straightest Nutcracker adaptation mm-hmm. of any of the three we watched. Yes, 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 um, yes. It's pretty by the books. Think um,
0: about the Nutcracker, but like flooded by every pastel color you can think in your head, and that's yeah, like yeah, yeah. every it's a lot of pinks. And it's a lot of a lot yellows. of like Easter blues and mm-hmm. spring greens and yellows and pinks. There's a horse named Marzipan. It is. I mean, I think there's a good thing we should also address the fact that both of us haven't really. The Nutcracker is not, like, in our
1: rotation for Christmas. Yeah, well, so I we guess don't really. We kind of establish, yeah, our, our connection to the Nutcracker. I mean, yeah. I, I personally don't have a lot of affection for the Nutcracker. Yeah. I, I've never, you know, had a problem with it or hated it or anything. But I, it's, I mean, it's something I watched in, like, third grade mm-hmm. on vhs tape in the classroom on substitute teacher days in december oh yeah, or yeah like music The music. the lead up to like the last day of school yeah I, I, and it I, was just like uh, yeah. cool, i guess
0: I, I mean as a kid i think i i always love i love the music i think i've never in my life have ever gotten sick of the nutcracker music i've never went out and listened to it like voluntarily it's always just been like i'm just doing something it else and christmas on, yeah. time and it comes on but i love you know the answer the sugar plums mm-hmm. the classic theme just like overall just the music in general is phenomenal and it's a classic for a reason but yeah, yeah no one in my family is really a dancer so it's not <laughs> like this was in the rotation during right. the winter time right. and whatnot and i think i've seen the macaulay culkin 93 version maybe once yeah. I definitely had. There was another odd trilogy or another choice we could have used for this trilogy that was made in the late 90s called The Nuttiest Nutcracker. <laughs> Don't look it up unless you want something that's disgusting. It's so bad it's good because it's aged like milk. Yeah. But, it's, um, it's kind I, of like,
1: like yeah. crack house vibes, Veggie yeah. Tales. Yes. And as a kid who loved Toy
0: Story and Veggie Tales <laughs> and would take whatever he could get, yeah. I think my parents bought that for me and I watched it a little too much in the holiday seasons. Yeah. But, um, yeah the Nutcracker is a story that we just both of us aren't familiar with, and I think the reason why, especially watching Barbie the Nutcracker is that it's just so straightforward and basic and it's yeah. not a bad thing. It's just like it's been so long since the story was made that like practically every story has kind of used a tidbit mm-hmm. of this it's, fantasy yeah. wise that like we've we've seen the whole
1: like the novelty of the story has yeah. kind of faded with time mm-hmm.
0: and um, it's in like all the twists and turns of like oh my gosh the the nutcracker the, the prince is gone where's the prince yeah, yeah. but the nutcracker looks like a goofier version of the prince <laughs> maybe it's him and it's like we've seen all these it's like the it's like kind of like what princess tamar is to sci-fi yeah uh or like i mean any just kind of like a staple to any genre like the nutcracker is just like a fantasy staple yeah. To the point where, like, now we we definitely couldn't watch later versions of it and not think of, like, Alice in Wonderland or right. think
1: of Wizard of Oz because those... Cause those are so, in, I mean, probably built upon yeah, that. Definitely yeah, definitely inspired
0: by. And the fact that, like, I completely forgot how the Nutcracker is so Christmas-centric... Yeah, like, I completely I always thought of forgot it as like about that. A,
1: a winter time thing, but yeah. not like a Christmas thing. Yeah,
0: not, like Christmas Eve is when it's
1: happening. But then, yeah, watching these kind of reminded me. Oh, yeah, this they're they're around the Christmas tree. They're sharing gifts. They're falling asleep by the fire.
0: It's it's Barbie the Nutcracker is just it's so weird because I think I talked to my girlfriend about it where it feels like this film was popular because apparently this film made so much money and in terms of like. That's- and not in terms of like just the just like the VHS and like maybe the alternate like the later down the line future DVD release, but like the toys surrounding this line mm-hmm. apparently made hundreds of millions from Mattel. Uh, it doesn't surprise me. Like it makes sense as to why they would make like something like Swan Barbie and Swan Lake yeah. or like other adaptations because this film just does did so well for its market and demographic yeah, and it makes sense because I think like the reason why this film does so well is this film comes out in one. And if you want to watch The Nutcracker, and if you're a big fan of ballet, and if you're a little girl, not saying little boys can enjoy The Nutcracker, but especially with this, like, if you're a little girl who loves Barbie, loves ballet, but, like, you can't go see The Nutcracker every year, you don't have a copy of it, this is like the two birds with one stone. Yeah. You love Barbie, you love The Nutcracker, you get both. And now it's like Barbie the Nutcracker is so obsolete because if you want to watch a version of The Nutcracker right now, you can literally go on Amazon and I think there's like three or four different <laughs> of the adaptations yeah. on there. Yeah. And it's. So like now it's watching it, it's very funny because like the reason why we watch it is because, well. One of our friends and your girlfriend, yeah, my, yeah, talked about how this movie slaps. Yeah, they they
1: were so into it, I guess, as kids, and it caught us so off guard that that was the one. <laughs> well, of course, they they were they were hyping it up a lot, and then of course we go to like start watching the movie, and my girlfriend's like. Oh yeah, I've literally seen this once, and it was 15 <laughs> years ago. It's like really, really, it's gr- it's a great movie, and you saw it once 15 years ago.
0: I just love like what I saw because like we had the idea ahead, again. We were going to do the Culkin one first, and then they introduced this film to us, and we're like, yeah. oh yeah, that would be Otter, but like it's Barbie and the Nutcracker. <laughs> like really. But then they kept saying, like, oh, it's actually really good. Yeah. And I started to realize this is probably – this has got to be what to you what Space Jam is to me. <laughs> or, like, what Space Jam was to me as a kid where it's like, you know, oh, I know the I've seen it so many yeah. times. Yeah. yeah, and then you watch it now and you go, oh, mm-hmm. that's a – Yeah. There's a lot to it. And with the Barbie and the Nutcracker, it is – It is. I will say it was hilariously useful going forward with the other films in this oh, trilogy. yeah. Because we are like, oh, that's right. And Barbie and the Nutcracker, which is practically just the Nutcracker, Nutcracker. is this is is the story beat. This is where they do this. This is where they do that. It's just like – but the weirdest thing, and we will talk about this with the other adaptations, and I brought it up to you when we watched our last one, is like it's so weird that the Nutcracker is based off of a book, which is based off an adaptation of another book. And what brings almost all three of these films down to a degree is the dialogue. Yeah, it's the character moments. Yeah, like they're just it's the very fact barren. That they
1: tried to turn the ballet into a story, which is hilarious because yeah. that's what it's
0: based off of. Yeah. It's so weird where it's like, just no, just dance. Yeah. And then you go, never mind. I guess dancing's not doing well enough for you either. Just like I don't know what you're supposed to do because like Barbie the Nutcracker is, I believe, because I think the ballet is about ninety minutes, maybe yeah. a little bit longer, and Barbie the Nutcracker is like eighty minutes, mm-hmm. and it just feels like it should be forty. Like, it yeah. just feels so it really long. really
1: drags, yeah.
0: And you're like, why is... why Like, why are we having conversations with characters I will not remember?
1: Yeah, like there's,
0: it's... There's, like, the two general characters who are, like, forming a resistance against the Mouse King. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, who... M- I don't M- Major care. Major Mint or something. Yeah, I think it was Major Mint and Captain Candy, <laughs> maybe? Because, of course, that would be the names. Probably, yeah. And it also says a lot that Tim Curry, the man himself, is yeah. the Mouse King, and it's on hilariously subdued
1: like, yeah the man doesn't like <laughs> super over the top and i mean it's kind of it's probably like it's the, the, the most thing, it's fun like a, performance I oh yeah say. in in the in the movie yeah but it's probably like like a more reserved version of nigel thornberry yes yeah, yeah basically yeah, yeah. what it is yeah there are moments where you hear like
0: that growl the, you would ah, hear from nigel, but like he doesn't go any farther than yeah. that and it's I mean, you get like a Cockney bat, right? Oh, you yeah. get like a Cockney well, the bat, bat is ripped
1: straight out of Fern Gully. Yes. Yeah, you get, you get like a the, worse version of the Robin
0: Williams bat. Yeah. And it just also doesn't help that both Barbie Clara and the Nutcracker are just the blandest thing to yeah, be. Yeah, they just don't really have anything yeah. to
1: offer like, character-wise. Like
0: the Nutcracker, like again, like it's it, that's also really weird too with adaptations like this is um you could have a Nutcracker version where it's like you, you age up Clara so you have like a cuter romance. Yeah. Which like you think would happen in this one because I, I guess Barbie is what, 16, 17 in this? So like she's sure. still a teenager yeah. but not an adult. Yeah. Even though in the beginning it's established that Barbie's an adult. Which again, mm-hmm. the whole like framing device is like she's dancing with a little girl. She can't get the Nutcracker suite down. It's <laughs> like, don't worry little girl, let's spend 70 minutes as I tell you my version <laughs> of the Nutcracker And then it goes from, like, adult Barbie to, like, teenage Barbie. Yeah. And then, like, they're supposed to have, like, a romance between each other with this goofy nutcracker and Barbie. (laughs) And it has such a platonic sibling vibe right? that when they kiss at the end, it's like, ugh.
1: Yeah. I don't feel like this is developed at all. Like, this isn't really that cute either. (laughs) Right. It's just kind of, like, thrown in at the end, like, okay, Barbie needs her Ken kind of thing
0: yeah and it's like there's just not any grilly It just feels like you're going through the motions, which again, it's direct to video yeah it's, I mean you as soon as as soon as someone buys the film, you've done your job right it's It a doesn't mean it <laughs> toy commercial. Yeah, I mean, It's a Barbie movie. Yeah, like, it's, and the backgrounds are nice. Like, they have a nice watercolor kind of, like, you know, landscape vibe to
1: them that are just, like... Yeah, kind of watercolor made in yeah. MS Paint. Yeah, so and I,
0: I, I got that vibe. At the same time, they were cuter <laughs> than, like, the actual, like, animations, yeah. which I probably felt old two years after this film came out, yeah. because... God, I just wanted every little kid doll that was in this as like a character to just like die in a fire because they just looked awful. Yeah, they look gross. And like, it's so weird how like Barbie and Toy Story Two, which was two years prior, I mean, because I had more money, but it looks right. infinitely better yeah. <laughs> than like this. So like kids would be like, "Oh, I saw Barbie and Toy Story Two. Maybe this will be good." In this, <laughs> and it just like. Eh.
1: And That's really about it. Like, I don't know yeah, really. I, I almost would feel, feel bad digging, like dissecting this yeah, movie like too much because I mean, it's it's a it's a you know it's a product for kids. Yeah, and honestly, you know, I think there's a reason it worked for yeah. our friends who recommended it to us as yes. kids. You oh know? my god, yeah. it's colorful, it's Barbie, it's you know the Nutcracker. Yeah, if you and like, if you liked this as a kid, uh, it
0: hasn't gotten any better. Don't it's probably rewatch gotten, it. Yeah, it's don't probably gotten
1: worse, it. but at the same time, it's like.
0: Compared to what we're about to talk about, uh, it was, uh, I would take this over our next film any day. At least with this one, yeah, we were mainly bored, but at least it was like, well, we got our gist of the Nutcracker. Yeah. So when we get to our next film, Mm -hmm. we would realize how much of a, not really a betrayal, but just feel like a, just a massive. Just how off the
1: rails you can go with the Nutcracker.
0: Just like, just completely out the gate. How yep. weird it is. And that's what we're going to talk about our next film, which was nine years after, called right. Nutcracker in 3D.
1: Yep. This
0: is a British-Hungarian film <laughs> that is uh, apparently... I can't remember the director's name off the top of my head. Oh, but it was. I don't remember. <laughs> but it was basically a passion project of his to do the Nutcracker, but in his own way. Mm-hmm. He felt like ballet couldn't work on screen, so he <laughs> didn't want to do ballet. But he wanted to keep the music... So he decided to make a version Andre Andre Konlowski that's as close as we're gonna sure. get. We're that already butchered it probably a little too Andrei much. Andre but... Tchaikovsky. No <laughs> he's not related.
1: He's <laughs> his grandson.
0: but um this is a version that is a big budget adaptation like almost a hundred million. yeah, it's 90, 90 million, million. yeah it's a 90 million dollar version that is not American made. It is a passion project of the director. It stars Elle Fanning, Nathan Lane, John Turturro. And if you're thinking in your head, how the hell have I not heard about this with at least one of those names that I know? Mm -hmm. Because, like, you were alive during 2010. You should (laughs) know this. Well, here's the thing. The film was so bad that they tried their best just to basically bury it as soon as it came out. Yeah. Like it's got it's infamously a 0% on Rotten Tomatoes, no one really enjoyed it. <laughs> and the only people who seem to really enjoy it later say it's a so bad it's good movie. Not yeah. a good movie, just a midnight kind of cult film. And in all honesty, it's not even that much fun. <laughs> no. It's like, it's like, the first half is. Yeah, it's fun.
1: But... Every kind of new, weird revelation or decision that's added to the story, you're like, oh, yeah. that's insane, and I'm here yeah. for it. And yeah. then Listen, five audience, minutes later, you're bored by the story. Yeah.
0: Audience, hear me out. Three words. Uh, fascist mouse regime. How does that yeah. make you feel? How much? Ma- how does it make you feel that the Mouse King... In 2010, this version is played by John Turturro, and he is a Andy Warhol looking Nazi leader.
1: Yeah, I don't know what the Andy Warhol connection was. (laughs) I
0: don't know either, and it's so funny because it's. It feels so obvious, and I would love it if that was completely by accident.
1: But I I feel like with this film beating you over the head, there's no way. They've even got, like, the pop art in the background. Yes, they do. Oh, my God, they do. Yeah, because, yeah, he's he's basically a... I mean, the the rats are basically Nazis. Like it, they look like Nazi stormtroopers and SS yes. guards and stuff. They've they have got, like, like wings. The black leather boots and yeah. the helmets, and they've got jetpack wings. Yeah, they have their own version of jet troopers, they have <laughs> tanks. You know, and then but then like in the in the Rat King's lair or whatever, he's got like Andy Warhol pieces, like rat versions of Andy yeah, it's Warhol. Like, it's pieces, almost like it's everything's like,
0: made weird. out of obsidian. It's, like, yeah, this very yeah, yeah. metallic kind of, like, dark he walks, look. So he's and got
1: this, like, real sleek <clears throat> kind of chic black outfit that almost looks like, you know, his jammies or something, and mm-hmm. he prances around with a little stick. and.
0: has a good little song, you know? Oh, gosh, yeah. Which, another thing that's insane about this film is that the Andre did not, or I would say his last name because we're not that, you know, Andre's familiar fine, with one ever, yeah. but Andre's going to be fine for now because I <laughs> don't want to butcher his last name. But um he did not want to do ballet, but he wanted to keep the music and add his own spin onto the music. So we hired Tim Rice, which if you don't know, he's a lyricist known for, oh, I don't know, Aladdin, The Lion King, The Road to El Dorado. They hired Tim Rice to write lyrics for the Nutcracker music. Yep. And I cannot describe how stupid every lyric. <laughs> Is in these. It it's, is astounding. Like we, I think you, you I re- made
1: a point when we were watching that it was like when you when you try and make up words to a tune in the shower. Yeah, yeah and you're just kind of bumbling through yeah, it. It's and like it's like stuff that doesn't need lyrics, and you're just kind of bop a da ba.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're like huh huh huh, huh 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 I'm making stuff in the shower. Like, yeah, you're yeah, right. like you're just doing like you're making up words as you say <laughs> it too.
1: Yeah, bang, it's like
0: that. It's but it's it's <laughs> it's so weird. When you hear it, like, Oh, that is a classic nutcracker tune, but, yeah, but why are you putting words to it? Yeah, and it's like no fully need.
1: produced and it just oh. you know, it's so it's all the grandiosity you could ask for, but then yeah, the lyrics are terrible. There's the there is a weird thing are
0: terrible. The first half of the film is probably the most fun. Yeah.
1: Both bad and
0: also the most fun in terms of visually, because you get some really, actually some decently good visuals that are fun to look at. Yeah. I would actually, it was the only moment in the movie where I was like, if I saw this in the theater, this would have been pretty. Yeah. Then I also would have had to pay to see this. (laughs) That would have
1: been bad. Of the three, it certainly has the most fun with like with, like, the, the scaling down to mouse size. You oh, that know, was when, cool. When the characters get real tiny yeah. and they're in, the like, the living room and the tree is, like, 10,000 feet mm-hmm. tall. Oh, the camera work, too. Yeah, the camera work in those little small kind of warm yeah. rat, rat's-eye view scenes yeah. uh, is yeah. really nice. cool. I like that. That was that was a good – you want to trademark that? Yeah. <laughs> rat's-eye view. Rat's-eye view for my <laughs> upcoming Nutcracker adaptation. Yeah,
0: but there's a good – I mean, there's a shot with where – the Nutcracker, the the Mouse King has laid a trap for the Nutcracker, and he um he finds the trap, and then you basically watch as the mice capture Nutcracker from his from the Nutcracker's point of view, where like he basically gets strapped in a snare and is being pulled towards like on the ground. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. like just like switched all around. It's like. Yeah, it's this weird this tracking is, Yeah, shot. It's, it's tracking him the entire time, and it's like... It, it's terrifying. I mean, Adam said it best. It reminded him... Our friend Adam said it reminded him of the scene in Spider-Man 2 when all the surgeons are getting <laughs> killed by Doc's yeah, arms. Yeah, horror scene. That... Yeah. Like, and I was like, where is this coming from? This is creative yeah. and
1: wacky and weird. And then it just, like... It's still boring. It's yeah, so well, bad it's like, by the end of it. It's, it's, it's like, fun while it's kind of... I mean, it's not good, but it's fun in a perverse sort of way as it's kind of revealing all the pieces of Mm -hmm. this version where it's kind of showing you this world and this interpretation Mm -hmm. of it. It's like, Oh, okay. They're, they're rat Nazis. Oh, okay. The leader is Andy Warhol. Oh, okay. The nutcracker is a terrifying, um, Pinocchio creature. Oh, the Godfather Um, in
0: this version is Albert Einstein. Oh yeah. But they won't call him (laughs) Albert Einstein. He will
1: just talk and look like Einstein. Yeah, and he talks. He talks about Dr. Freud.
0: <laughs> yeah, which I think Freud does show up in the yeah, film at once. Does, yeah,
1: it was, and it's, it's again weird.
0: the the first half of the film does have that vibe of like I can see the whole cult classicy
1: vibe. Yeah, because there's by, just enough weird stuff going on. Yeah, but. but
0: by the end of it, we were so bored. Oh, we were all looking we, at our phones. We were all just so desensitized by the wacky shit that by by the time we got to that point, it was like the equivalent of like when your friend says a dumb joke initially and it catches you so off guard, it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. And that dumb joke just keeps coming back every time. Like, yeah. every five minutes you'll hear that joke again. And you go, ha-ha, ha-ha, uh-huh. And by the end of the film, you're just like, you can just stop whenever you want. And, like, with this, it's like, this film is nearly two hours. There's a point halfway through the film where the Nutcracker gets kidnapped. And so Clara, played in this version by Elle Fanning, mm mm-hmm goes with her uh band of misfits which in this film is like a jamaican drummer boy yeah. a sad italian clown and in a chimp in a suit oh yeah he's the the monkey from umbrella academy <laughs> oh don't don't put that boy in there he's so much <laughs> better pogo is so much better and... <laughs> yeah
1: he's, he's just an ape in a suit
0: yeah it's and it's and again there's moments when you see the chimp though it's like he looks super well done yeah, and then then there's his other mouth times. Moves. Yeah, and then like they do CG mouth movements, and it's like ah, oh, it's no, no good. That's no good. And no. this whole film is such a blur by the end of it that I'm now trying to think of what happens at the end, and I and I see a helicopter with legs because that happens. Mm,
1: yeah, well, have, it, it just kind of descends into this blur of like, you know, it kind of Indiana, mediocrity. Well, Indiana Jones esque, like oh, we got a motorcycle into the. Rat Nazis yeah. lair, and they're gonna chase us around. And we're gonna blow stuff up, and then mm-hmm. we get caught in his helicopter, and we gotta fly his helicopter over London or yeah. wherever they are. And it no, also in And
0: it also does this again. I don't understand in Barbie the Nutcracker when they 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 show the transition from real world to the to the fantasy world. Mm-hmm. You know, Barbie was asleep on a couch. She wakes up. She becomes mouse sized, and then goes to the mouse hole to find the mouse king, and then mm-hmm. they go into the fantasy world. And so like oh she's she's still asleep. You know. Right. And in this film they do that multiple times where it's like oh she's still asleep. But there's a moment where they find a way to get into the Rat King's fascist world and it's like through a mirror and I don't understand how that works. <laughs> and then again but then at the end of the film they just do it again where it's like oh Claire's back she just woke up. Oh we and it's like why could why did they have yeah. to do the mirror like it's I,
1: there's it's no, so all over no the rules. place.
0: There's no real consistency besides how stupid it is.
1: Yeah. Well, and yeah, you and were you were kind of saying it earlier, but it's like, yeah, it's it's fun for a while just as you're figuring out how ludicrous of an adaptation this is mm-hmm. and how weird they're being. But then, yeah, once once the film needs you to rely on, like, emotional investment in the story to, you know, maintain interest, it's mm-hmm. just gone, and it's... Yeah, so boring.
0: Like when Nathan Lane as Albert Einstein just looks at you, like looks right at the camera and starts (laughs) talking to the audience. Immediately as the film starts, you just go, Uh, "This could literally mean anything." I don't know what this means (laughs) quality wise. And then from that point forward, it's like you get, you get lyrics to a Nutcracker song and they're awful. And then you get like a good, gorgeous scene of like, "Oh, there's a Christmas tree that's super huge because now we're mouse size." Isn't that cool? We're climbing the tree. Yeah, and there's, like, there's a lot of practicality to the set, surprisingly. It's not yeah. just CG. And it's like, oh, cool, this this is stupid, but, like, maybe this is a fun stupid all the way through. And then it just kind of gets bored because the stupidity never stops. <laughs> and, it like, and you, you just don't feel connected to anything, which is, again, it is the issue with Barbie the Nutcracker. But in Barbie the Nutcracker, your emotional investment is how much do you like the brand Barbie? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. And
0: that's sure. it. Well, as in this, it's like... You have an actress who is very young in her career, Elle Fanning, who's a fantastic actress. Mm -hmm. You have John Turturro, who's also been great and stuff. Nathan Lane, also been great and stuff. Richard Grant, which we'll see later in this podcast. All these great actors, and yet no one can really pull out any real emotional pull to this. Yeah, well, nobody really
1: gets to. I mean, the characters don't have any sort of... Mm-hmm. Substance to him
0: claire 's whole thing is just like at a certain point she 's mad at her brother Fritz and is just hanging out with the gang, and then I think Fritz just decides to hang out with the mouse king, and so she 's like, I gotta save the Nutcracker and Fritz, oh yeah, and, and then like she's like, that. yeah I mean again there 's so many things that are just happening like there's at one point they do a musical number, and someone pushes a lamp over in a shark tank and just kills the shark. No, and I that thought ends killed the song. Purpose? I don't know. That's the thing. Is like I can't tell what's on purpose or yeah. what's like meant to be silly or just like it is. But yeah, old. It's kind of,
1: that seems kind of horrifying because yeah, it's like a musical number, yeah. and then Andy Warhol, John Turturro, Nazi rat, and again, uh, just electrifies this shark. Also, why is there a shark? No, there's I just, don't know. There's a great white shark tank in the Rat I King's don't, lair. I don't remember the part just... in the Nutcracker where there is a shark <laughs> that is waiting to well, eat something. And, you know, if you want to insert a shark into your Nutcracker adaptation, go <laughs> for it. But, like, this shark had nothing to do with anything. Also, can we just talk there about just how there.
0: this version of the Nutcracker himself is probably the creepiest version yet? Oh yeah, he's like a he he's like looks an actual. Like
1: the, I mean, you said it. He was kind of like what, he looks
0: like Del Toro. What yeah, Del, Del wanted Toro wanted Pinocchio is, to look like? Yeah, Pinocchio. like his version of Pinocchio, which I think I think his version of Pinocchio, which might still be in development, <laughs> is like in the still is like in the regime of Mussolini. Like oh, that's the yeah. era it is. So it's like again, it's like. This weird nutcracker that looks nothing like a nutcracker. Like there's never been a nutcracker that's looked no, like yeah, this he's in the history.
1: and he just—he yeah. looks like a shitty Pinocchio. Yeah, he looks and, like a puppet. Like he yeah. would need strings to yeah. operate. He doesn't have enough structure. But well, what's great,
0: though, I think that's one of the one things I enjoyed was the fact that there were moments where they actually made like a physical nutcracker puppet. Yeah, and there's a great moment. It's probably the funniest moment to me personally, where it's like John Turturro is just shoving nuts into this puppet's mouth, and is like sh- like slamming him down to break nuts, and it's like yeah. so bizarre and so and It's like insane. supposed to be like
1: a form of like torture or waterboarding. Yeah, it's, it's like watch, tanker. we're
0: making him sh- break, break nuts. nuts. We're making him do
1: what he was built. Yeah, we're, to do. we're making him do things he doesn't want
0: to do. What he was built for, <laughs> and it's like stop, don't do that. And it's yeah. like. Man, the Nutcracker. It's so weird how it's been around for so long that, like, it's of course a century out from the ballet is what we. This is what we get. Mm-hmm. Like, we just get like the weird shit of like Nazi mice and like, oh, let's just let's just put a let's put a toy company attached <laughs> to this. And then it'll be fine. And it is again watching Nutcracker in three D. It was like I am so excited to just go right into our next film. Yeah, because this next film is the reason why we decided to do this trilogy because we both at a certain point I don't know when you just remember this but for some reason I think in November I just reminded myself that this film had come out Yeah, like I was like holy shit it's been like two years since this film came out and I've never seen it it's a Disney film it just like came and went and that is our third film in this odd Nutcracker trilogy and that is 2018's The Nutcracker in the Four Realms yeah and it was a big, it's a big budget Disney film for girls, or at least that's what it feels like to me. Yeah. I mean, it's like it's kind of weird how because I remember the trailers looking beautiful. I just remember being like, I just, I
1: just don't feel like this is worth a film. Yeah, I mean, like it's, it's, it's super high production value, and it really feels, yeah. especially in the marketing, even maybe more so than the actual movie. It feels like it's like coming off the heels of. Disney's phase where it's like, okay, we're we're gonna make live action blockbuster kind of weird Tim Burton esque adaptations of things like mm-hmm. Alice in Wonderland, which of course I know, uh, you know, um, and, yeah, and then uh, and then like the Snow White and the Huntsman, where there are these kind of like slightly gritty. Yeah, there's a dark edge. Blockbuster kind mm-hmm. of action fantasy versions of these classic stories or whatever. Yeah. And Nutcracker, I get Nutcracker in the Four Realms is kind of the last of those, right? They've, it was it was one of those. They haven't any more of those. I mean, of when the did the is, last Alice? Wasn't there a second Alice in Wonderland? I think it was the same year. Oh, it might have been twenty eighteen. Okay.
0: okay. Because that's the thing, too, is, like, Nutcracker and the Four Realms, I think, was announced... It was announced during that whole big block of, like, we're doing the Jungle Book, we're doing Beauty and the Beast, we're doing we're doing this, we're doing that, we're doing the Nutcracker and the Four Realms. Like, there's all these films that were getting announced. Because it's one of those things that, like, I mean, HBO, like, Warner just did it recently with their new films coming out next year, but they just released, like, all the logos. Oh, yeah. And I think the Nutcracker is one of them, and I think a lot of people are like, what? Like,
1: yeah. what exactly? It's like, there's, there's no... Weird.
0: Yeah, it's it's super odd because there's no Disney interpretation of the Nutcracker that's considered big. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you ask, like, do, Disney doing The Christmas Carol is because, well, Zemeckis wants to do it. It's a kid's film. If you put Disney's name on it, it works. But at the same time, there is a Disney Christmas Carol that I honestly remember vividly as a kid with Scrooge and Mickey and, like, you know, Pete. Oh, yeah. And like there are Christmas stories that have their own Disney spin with Disney characters, but surprisingly, I cannot for the life of me think of a Nutcracker equivalent. Right. So like when you see this film, the the answer is probably oh, you're looking for a big budget film to fill a gap, and it's uh you know completely it's what is God I'm now blanking on the term, but it's uh it's free reign now because it's been it's been in the it doesn't have its ca- ah, trademark anymore.
1: Mm. Oh, it's like a like uh, a. I cannot
0: believe it's leaving my brain uh, right now. <laughs> now I'm blanking too. Um, uh, it's, public domain. Oh, yes, God, I am so mad that like <laughs> I, I hate so when that happens. Free. No, yeah, but it, yeah, it, that's what happened. It was public domain because yeah. this series it's been around for a century, and it kind of went into the public domain, and so like that's why there is so many versions of it. Yeah. Like, no one, no one's gonna play the Tchaikovsky estate. They're not gonna pay them for Nutcracker right. benefits. So it's like. Yeah, I'm not still mad that it took us so long to think of public domain. <laughs> I hate when that happens so much. Yeah. But yeah, The Nutcracker of the Four Realms is a big blockbuster version of it that was honestly, it feels like filling the gap between their real big budget films. You know, 2017, the December film was The Last Jedi. Yeah. Everyone's favorite Star Wars film. No one's polarized by it. And, you know, 2019 was going to be the ne- <laughs> You didn't even laugh at that when I said that. <laughs> Everyone (laughs) agrees it's a great movie. Yeah, everyone agrees. Everyone agrees with me on that. Yeah, everyone agrees it's not controversial in any way. But like, there's that that point in time where it was like, if there wasn't a Star Wars film, there's probably something else that's going to be out in December that's big for Disney. Mm -hmm. And at the time, I think when Last Jedi was scheduled for 2017, initially it was going to be Mulan in 2018. Mm -hmm. And then Mulan got pushed back. And I think Mulan was going to come out late 2019, but then Rise of Skywalker kiboshed that. <clears throat> that was no way Mulan was going to make money with that. And then Mulan could push back to March and then push back to September. And we know, biggest hit of the year. You know, everyone loved Mulan, Oh, everyone too. loved Mulan. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the Nutcracker and the Four Realms became, like, a, a spot filler. It was like the. It was like you were the last two people to get picked for kickball, and it was the second, the last person to get picked. Yeah, it's like yeah, the Nutcracker will do. And now that we finally watched it, I mean, it is the best of these three. It's the best like it's, of these three. It's yeah, it's certainly. It's, it's better than Burton's Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. Like I don't know if we really want to go into like the fact that that under Alice in Wonderland feels almost like. Not only just a departure from its source material, but feels like it almost betrays a lot of what that source material <laughs> works on. Yeah. And with this, it's like the Nutcracker is so basic and straightforward, especially for fantasy, that, like, you can build any lore you want to. You can add any kind of, like, stakes if you want to to other things. Yeah. And And with this version, you know, there are things that change where it's like Philip is just a soldier now, just called a Nutcracker soldier nutcracker i guess yeah, he never is, shows up in yeah.
1: toy form no he's never a toy like he's, he's just, not a prince because yeah. i
0: think now for because i think he's now it's a, a yeah it's like a it's like a democracy type what like it's a, i have no idea the the three no, realms are living in harmony yeah they have like in in this version of the nutcracker in the four, nutcracker in the four realms they basically have four kings and queens basically yeah. Is that have t- like an oligarchy or something? Yeah, or? maybe. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 not like they have a king that was taken over. They have several rulers that like band together. They have like a king of flowers, they have a king of winter, they have the sugar plum fairy, and then they have Mother Ginger who is the queen of gingerbread right. and amusement. We really Carnival's? didn't find that out. I yeah, Carnival's <laughs> scary clowns that truly freaked me out. <laughs> <Yeah>. Which <laughs> I was not expecting. Woods.
1: Oh yeah, the horrifying Russian doll people. Yeah, the horrifying Russian open up doll up and clowns spin around and their yeah, heads come off. And that stuff. was
0: again. It's what what is with Nutcracker adaptations and just like throwing it? As someone yeah. who's a fan of just going all out and just being like, if you feel like you want to go weird, get weird. But like, it also has to why depend on what to the, yeah, us. with the source material. Why <laughs> are we having this moment where like? They have like a, a like a ring, almost grudge level, like someone's crawling towards Claire, yeah. Clara, but it's like a clown Russian doll. Yeah. And it's like,
1: why is this happening? Well, it's also like the only Nutcracker adaptation I've seen where the the rats aren't, they don't try and make the rats scary. Yeah, their version the rats of... rats are just mice.
0: Yeah, just normal yeah. mice. The Mouse King is an amalgamation of mice coming together yeah, to turn into a big, hulking mouse creature. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. He's, he's like, has you know, there's that breed of, or that species of ants that, like, piles up and makes constructs yeah, yeah, out yeah. of piles of ants. The mice yeah. do that, and they make a giant mouse person mm-hmm. out of themselves.
0: And it's just, like, again, it, it, a lot of it definitely has that vibe of, like... It, for me, personally, when it comes to films, especially even with film adaptations, you should always go with an adaptation that even if someone has seen a previous adaptation... You should always go as if this is the first time somebody's seen said adaptation. Yeah, you can't just
1: assume yeah. that they're gonna fill in pieces from the source yeah. material. And
0: but with this one it's very clear that they were like, everyone knows the nutcracker, we're just gonna do some things that are obviously different.
1: The nutcracker lore that's essential to this version of the story is still mm-hmm. intact. Yeah. You don't get lost at any point. Like, no,
0: but it's like it's the fact that like the mouth mal- there is no real central antagonist for the majority <laughs> of the film. Yeah. Besides, like, they, they say Mother Ginger is the antagonist, but you have this you don't vibe see of like. Her really. Yeah, there's like, there's, you kind of like, there's something more to this. Like, we're yeah. getting, we're getting, like, it's astounding how in the first hour it feels like, oh, we're done, right? Yeah. It's like, there's nothing else we have to do. And then you're like, oh, here's the twist. Mm, 40 more minutes. Uh, yeah. Here we go. <laughs> like, it's, and again, it's, it's, again, I understand this is a story that practically almost anyone knows. But at the same time, it doesn't work as well as it could have because, again, like the other two adaptations, there's just no real emotional tie to anything. Yeah,
1: none of the characters really have a lot of dimension or a lot of kind of – and not that they don't have yeah. a personal stake, but, like, those personal stakes aren't made relatable or, mm-hmm. you know, engrossing in a way that you can really connect to. It's just kind of – it's very plastic. Yeah. It is just
0: very much as straightforward as it can get, and when it becomes clear that it isn't like there is a, there is a twist and turn here and there. those twists and turns are almost immediately the first thing you think that twist and turn is, yeah, and even then I mean it's still fun it's a fun
1: film overall well and the I, big the big <clears throat> the real winning point of this adaptation is the production design it's mm. gorgeous, I mean it's insane how good this movie looks. I mean I think the the like l- the lighting and cinematography and color grading could have done it a little more justice just cuz they're really leaning into the kind of generic orange blue gray blockbuster aesthetic mm-hmm. but the the production design and the costumes and the makeup and the the visual effects designs are phenomenal and super detailed and just vibrant and colorful
0: it's it's just astounding Watching us and being like, why did you put so much money into the Nutcracker?
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, especially especially I appreciate early, it. Especially early in the movie with <clears throat> all the practical sets. That whole sets red and yeah. room was <laughs> insane. An entire, like, Victorian-era yeah. mansion room, and it's all red. It was gorgeous. Floor, Everything like, wow. just
0: looked gorgeous. And when I got to the fantasy world, even then, it was astounding how, it's obviously, totally yeah, it was CG for the majority of, like, the, the you know, landscape wide yeah. shot designs. It still looked so good. Like the Russian vibe with the I, I guess that's the Sugar Plum Fairies castle.
1: Yeah, I guess so, but like it also felt like like the central point of the yeah, whole of all. Of the four, four realms. realms. Yeah. yeah. Like but like whatever that main castle is, that castle has such looks like that, great vibes. That cathedral in Russia, basically. Mm-hmm. What is that? Saint
0: I don't know off the top of my head, but yeah, I know what you mean though. Yeah. I still can't get over the fact that we forgot public domain. <laughs> 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 I hate points like that. St. Basil's Cathedral? Yeah. I think so, yeah.
1: Gosh. Yeah. That's basically what it looks like.
0: Yeah. And it's just, I don't know. Like, it's its very interesting watching it. Because, like, I was watching it, I, I didn't have any strong feelings at all about the film. Mm-mm. And I—it it is odd, but it's not odd... To the point where it's like... It's, it's just not, odd it's, that it happened. Like, that yeah, it was it's, made. It's, it's yeah. not that odd of an experience. Like, the Barbie and the Nutcracker is odd because it's like, what's the best way to get little girls to buy the very first Barbie film? You put it against the Nutcracker. Yeah. And what's odder than that is the fact that it worked gangbusters in their favor. Yeah. So props to them, they made it work. What's odd about the Nutcracker in 3D is practically every Everything element about, that. about yeah. that film. And with this, what's odd about it is the fact that Disney put... I gotta believe a hundred plus million dollars into a film that is just a Nutcracker adaptation that is alright. Mm-hmm. Like, like I do know that like the reviews for this film are rough. Like, I do think it has like a low critical rating. Yeah, and but I, I don't I even can't know. say it
1: doesn't deserve it.
0: No, but I don't think it deserves that low. Like, it's that weird like vibe of like, yeah, it doesn't deserve to be loved, but I don't think it's like. There are far worse Disney films that have come out. Yeah, that have gotten higher critical ratings. Like I would honestly watch this twenty million. I would personally watch this over the Lion King
1: Oh sure, like uh, Favreau's
0: Lion King. Not saying that like Nutcracker is perfect or anything, or like it's even
1: particularly good.
0: I mean, yeah, it's fine. Like that's the thing too is like it's just so weird and odd to see a film hundred plus million dollars deep have a great cast. Like Mackenzie Foy is yeah. decent in this film. Her father is in the film for like five seconds. His name was what?
1: Matthew McFadden.
0: Yeah, Matthew McFadden is in it for like a few minutes, but like he just kills every scene. He yeah. plays the British father who can't show any emotion like <laughs> well, he's extremely just, he's, well.
1: He's sad dad, but yeah. he's, he's gotta <clears throat> repress he's, his sadness. Yeah, he's
0: sad dad, but British. Yeah. So he's just gotta so be he's just st- a stone wall. He's gotta be stern. Yeah. He's gotta be a stern stone Stonewall. Then you have Kira Knightley, who I thought I would hate in this film because I hate her voice in the trailers. Yeah, but like I didn't really hate her voice in the film, and when it got yeah. to like the the second act twist into like the, the climax, it's like I liked her more in that in that yeah she kind of drops
1: half. her register a little bit yeah to I like kind of say when she's yeah. kind of being a little more. Yeah, sinister. Once the
0: once the the lackluster moaning Myrtle impression kind of goes away, it's like she obviously is putting a lot of effort into it. Compared to like unfortunately Richard Grant, who's you know eight years after Nutcracker in three D, he's back Mm. in another Nutcracker version. What are you doing, uh, Richard Grant? I mean, you have you have Richard Grant. You have is it Eugenio Derbez? Yeah, yeah. uh, Who plays the King of Winter and the King of Flowers are just there.
1: Oh, yeah, like, they do nothing.
0: They're overly designed and have no real character yeah, besides just, like... just being like, "Oh, what are we gonna do? Mother Ginger is scary." And it's like, "What is? What exactly? Like they're like the personalities don't even fit." Where it's like both King of Flowers and King of Winter are just like. They're the Weird. same person. Yeah.
1: They're both just little worry warts. Oh yeah. Oh, like, well, Sugar Plum Fairy is
0: like, you know, super whimsical and floaty and very yeah. airy in her voice. And it's like that works. Right. And it's like when you see them, it's like, why aren't you
1: why aren't adding you, anything like, else? Yeah, your own kind of little archetype.
0: Why are you just like wearing this goofy ass makeup and acting just like yourselves? Like why <laughs> does it feel like there's nothing put into this yeah. performance? And it sucks too that like Philip the Nutcracker, like He's probably the weakest actor. He doesn't have much to do. Which again, the Nutcracker, hilariously, is probably one of the weaker characters in any kind of adaptation because he's there just to get Clara along. Mm -hmm. Like Clara's the key to everything, basically, in that story. And with with this version, Philip is not. He's a Nutcracker soldier, but he's not a Nutcracker. Like they just call him a Nutcracker soldier, except yeah. that,
1: that's like his title. I guess he's a Nutcracker <clears throat> soldier in the sense that he's like the kind of soldier that Nutcrackers are modeled after. Yes, but he I himself guess so. no. has no Nutcrackering function. Yeah, or Nutcracking function. No, yeah,
0: and but like he's just a—he's he's not just, a toy. He's just, just a, a person. Yeah, he's just a person who's like once he finds out that Clara is royalty, because in this version, Clara is the princess to the queen of this fantasy four realms world. Which apparently in this in this version of the film, the four realms exist. It's not a it's not a dream. It's
1: just like another it's, dimension, yeah. Kind of. Like
0: she basically follows a room in her godfather's mansion and just <laughs> leads into Yeah. That realm and it's like why exactly okay. Okay. Like We're that's how going this, with that's it. that's how a lot of this film feels like where it's like it's not bad, but when you get to moments where it's like, I just why is okay. Doesn't matter. I,
1: I guess we're doing that. So so much of the movie just kind of passes you by. Yes. Because it's just kind of like we're moving through the beats. And that's why you get to like the hour mark and you're like, oh, we're almost done, mm-hmm. surely. And you're like, yeah. oh, wait, there's still another, what is it, half hour, 40 minutes It was to 40 go. minutes.
0: It was shocking how the film starts. It doesn't even give the Walt Disney logo time to basically <laughs> go into credits. It just goes straight into London. They go straight into, like, oh, man, I wish Mom was here, but she's dead. Oh, (laughs) well, time to go to your godfather's, you know, Christmas party. It's, like, less than 15 minutes. We're already establishing, like, Clara is this. You know, the father is stern and has a very disconnected relationship with his
1: kids. And, again. Morgan Freeman's on screen for, like, three minutes.
0: Yeah, is it Dosselmeyer or Drosselmeyer? I have no idea. But, like, he is the godfather character who was in the original ballet. This is hilariously... I cannot hilariously the only version of these trilogies that actually has the Godfather character (laughs) as the Godfather, because in Barbie the Nutcracker they just use Grandpa. Yeah. In Nutcracker in 3D they use Albert Einstein. (laughs) In this version they use Morgan Freeman as the I believe even with the ballet the first black uh, version of that character. Same with the Nutcracker. I think Philip is the the actor who plays the Nutcracker and Nutcracker of the Four Realms is the first.
1: Black actor to portray the Nutcracker yeah. in a film. I don't think I've seen seen him <laughs> in anything else. Jaden Fawara Night, Night.
0: I don't know. I, th- I was gonna say I don't think. Yeah, he's
1: not in much. He's the boy playing tennis in Ready Player One. I Do you love remember that. I love that scene. Yeah, in he's, Ready he's Player got one. four acting credits.
0: So. I was gonna say, yeah,
1: he's. Yeah, oh, Nut- my Nutcracker was his. Oh, because they so far.
0: Wow, all three of his films that he was in were all came out in 2018. That's good for his. What's he been doing? I don't know. I mean, but again, it's the COVID. It's, it's yeah, gas leak here. It's yeah, Hellscape here. It's <laughs> <laughs> he could maybe be doing Jayden whatever had his right now. big
1: break scheduled to come out in 2020. Oh, yeah. Got I really.
0: Booted. Have, yeah, maybe it was. Uh, well, I'm trying to think of a film that's coming out next. Ready maybe Player Two, Fast and Furious Nine. Oh yeah, <laughs>
1: maybe he's he's the maybe, breakout star yeah. of F9. He's
0: John Cena's right hand man in Fast <laughs> and Furious Nine,
1: <laughs> taking over the Toretto dynasty. Uh,
0: but yeah, is there anything else we should talk about with Nutcracker and the Four Realms? Oh, no, I'm, we do. I mean, I will say, out of all three of these films, um, the best ballet sequence is in Four Realms. Like the, oh the, yeah
1: the the best use of the bow like yeah having dance sequences in the movie yeah. this is the only one where it's really like oh man I'm glad they have these scenes in there they're because they're, they're gorgeous fun. they're, they're visually super well done I mean the choreography is obviously great but they're like the choreography is shot yeah. and framed really well the,
0: the set layering where they're obviously showing how they're building the uh, central castle as a like frame yeah and they have like multiple different versions of it and. It's kind of crazy how, like, in Barbie and the Nutcracker, there is that ballet dancing, but it's just, like... It's so it, bland. It's so bland, and, like, it comes it comes at a point where it's, like, you were trying too hard at this moment to do yeah. something that obviously no one asked for. You know, Nutcracker in 3D thought just it was a wonderful... Kiboshed. Yeah, yeah. botched it as if it was any, like, it's just so stupid that they did that. <laughs> <laughs> and then you see this version where, yes, there is a long extended sequence in this film where it's just dancing and explaining the four realms world
1: through ballet yeah, basically how they expound ex- they explain ex- it yeah, yeah explain they, they the explain
0: whole. like which each realm is and what happened with mother ginger which you find out later is propaganda which is also cool as hell anti-mouse like, propaganda i know which is kind of cool that like they actually government. tried to a yeah, state government issued ballet propaganda yeah. And it's just like it was like really fun to watch. It was kind of weird how like I didn't know how we would all react to if the, the film just stopped
1: for ballet
0: because yeah. I
1: was like, I don't know personally how I would feel if the film did that. Normally, I would but, be bored. I'm not. Yeah, I can't say I'm a huge fan of ballet. I was definitely bored during the Barbie ballet segments. Yeah, um, but, but really, was, it's just the the visual, the composition, and the set yeah. design, and the lighting of this just make it interesting to watch. I mean, yeah. there's even a sequence in the end credits where they just do they just more do ballet, ballet and it's, it's awesome. phenomenal yeah
0: yeah i think the reason why barbie the nutcracker fails is like the camera work is so boring yeah it's straightforward and you can put as many pastel colors as you want on the screen <laughs> i'm still bored if barely anything is happening yeah. and in nutcracker in the four realms they do so many cool creative things with the lighting with the ground with the music and the cutting it's just super fun and probably the best part of the film Yeah. Honestly, like, besides the production design, but, like, in terms of scenes, that's probably my favorite, with my second favorite probably being the scene where Clara is following her thread into the mystery world, because that's, like, super well done. The visuals are great. The director of this film was the same director of What's Eating Gilbert Grape, uh, Dear John. I can't say his name without butchering it, because I believe he's Swedish. But what's interesting, though, is, like, they did, like, a month's worth of reshoots, and they needed someone to direct it because he couldn't come back. So they got Joe Johnston, oh, yeah. who is known My for was known for October Sky, Jurassic Park 3, Captain America Captain First America. Avenger. So basically they both are credited as directors because he did like 30 days worth of reshoots. <laughs> and really it's kind of weird because I expected if that was the case, they did so many days of reshoots, maybe there would be some issue with the story. But with the story, it's just like...
1: It's all just kind of... Yeah, it's, it's fine. Yeah, it's, yeah, even, it's not really really. Yeah. There's not, like, any dips.
0: Maybe or... it was more straightforward in the initial draft, but, like, <laughs> I think it's a lot more interesting than it wasn't. Yeah. Where it's, like, the first 45 minutes is, like, oh, maybe we saved the day, so I have to go. Well, what else is there if it's going to be a 100-minute yeah. film? And then they do something that's, like, oh, okay, that's fine. Yeah. And also, I will say James Newton Howard's score... Implements. I mean, I think I, I agree with Adam where it's like it implements the Nutcracker so well. Yeah, well, if we're, yeah. like the musical cues, the light motifs. Yeah, like, it kind of
1: peppers them in there during yeah. little moments where it fits with the the action that's happening mm-hmm. on screen.
0: Like I'm, I'm gonna say like if you're a fan of the Nutcracker, you've seen you know you've seen maybe the Macaulay Culkin version a hundred thousand times. You've maybe yeah. seen a recorded ballet performance a hundred thousand times you're looking for something new to watch out of the three of these while you won't get a, a lot out of four realms i think you will get the
1: most yeah if you're gonna that. go for an alternative nutcracker yeah. experience definitely go for four realms
0: like i i think one of the reasons why i wanted to watch this film was also because it's like it's the holiday season you know nutcracker's is a holiday thing and the fact that i just had never seen it, it yeah. just you know, piqued my curiosity right and again if you don't want to watch this you are literally you're okay you're fine <laughs> but if you're looking for something different to watch and you've seen you know christmas story 100,000 times you know it's going to be on tvs for 48 hours straight yeah and so if you want to watch something to mix it up it's on disney plus now like it was the perfect time for us to watch it because they added it on disney plus <laughs> yeah. and we're like yeah that's cool
1: and with that, I think we're done. I think yeah. we, I think we got all three of them. I, I think, in in conclusion, it's just kind of interesting to me how you know ubiquitous and long or time honored the Nutcracker is as kind of a cultural yeah. thing and we have all these different adaptations of it and like so I mean, many we bad didn't even, ones. We didn't
0: even cover, I think oh, there, there, was, so there was many a cartoon others. one in the yeah. 90s that I think had Kiefer
1: Sutherland as yeah. the prince. There are so many others beyond yeah. the three we talked about. Oh like, no, yeah. So there those are, are so few I iconic like the the mute, like the ballet itself is iconic yeah and the, the story music. is iconic the yeah. music the is the iconic. dancing it's but there all... aren't really any i mean except maybe the macaulay culkin version mm-hmm. there are no like iconic adaptations of it yeah and it's like everybody's trying their own spin on it and nobody can do it in a way that's like interesting enough yeah. to stick
0: they're all kind of scared or at least they're all either scared or uninterested in just doing the ballet yeah whether it's because of that version or just because of the fact that like the story has been around for so long that they feel like they have to add something different to it yeah and again it, there is a good there's a good reason to do something like that where it's, well, it's like it's
1: like yeah add something different to it if you can really make yeah. it worthwhile but uh-huh. what, what a lot of the what these seem to do is yeah we got to make it different but we're not going to put the yeah. the heart mm-hmm. into that different element in order mm-hmm. to make it you know yeah. stick with it, you in a way beyond the music and the sets
0: they all do feel like the differences are like ideas not like the overarching narrative it's more like i got it Philip's not a nutcracker this time. <laughs> yeah. Or I got it. The Mouse King is a Nazi that looks like Andy yeah. War. Like, it's like ideas where it's like, but how do we piece that into the
1: nutcracker? Right, it's just kind of a vague concept yeah. to it's stick like, on to the it's nutcracker. It's like shoving
0: pieces into a puzzle that don't fit. Yeah. But could fit well enough if you hammer it in enough. <laughs> and it's like almost like an amalgamation of what you know, but also what doesn't really work as well. Or it's, it's fine. Like, yeah. it's... I don't know. It's one of those things where, like, the Nutcracker is a classic. There have been there have been times in the past where people have tried to take classic novels and just kind of adapt them, and it just doesn't work. I mean, John Carter is a great example where it's like John Carter. They tried to adapt it from a princess from of Mars or Princess to Mars, Princess I, of Mars. Yes, I think. and the fact that like that book has been used to death for basically sci-fi from that point forward. It's like you watch that film and go, "Well, there's nothing special about it." Of course not. Anything sci-fi it's... you've seen from this point forward has basically been inspired by this to some degree, right. and the Nutcracker is kind of like that. Yeah, where it's like, oh, I was like, oh no, like I've seen this before. Yeah, no shit, it's the Nutcracker. <laughs> like it's been everywhere. I think it, from music to the dancing to just like the story itself. Like it's commendable to a degree to try something different, but that doesn't mean you're gonna pass if it's yeah. Yeah. if it doesn't work. And for that, we say, there it is. There's the Nutcracker trilogy. We did it. <laughs> we did you know. it. Nobody There's else one. did it. No, yeah, and it's probably a good thing. Yep. And uh, we're glad we're back. Honestly, right. Uh, which we didn't really talk about. I t- would say we bring it back up, but yeah, we were going to do a video. Was it the week before oh, yeah, we,
1: Thanksgiving? Week uh after thanksgiving i could i think uh, it was
0: I no i think it was before thanksgiving because okay. the week after would have been
1: december yeah we were we were going to drop but, a um, little a little video just kind of you know a yeah. little face reveal yeah but uh, someone introduction but someone we knew uh
0: was covid positive yeah i was lucky enough that like i hadn't seen that person long enough and i also had a covid test for a job that i knew i was negative and fine yeah but you lived with that person yeah. <laughs> so you had to quarantine and during that whole quarantine scenario, we just kind of, like, took our time to think of what we want to do possible trilogies in the future on. Yeah, and, well, and it was... And kind of brought this up. Yeah. Because we, we had another trilogy in mind for Christmas, which we will do next week. But we thought, like, since we had so much time in December and right. we couldn't really do much while you were in quarantine, mm-hmm. and we we decided to maybe add a little special thing with this. And hopefully mm-hmm. it was enjoyable enough. Yeah. <laughs> It was and, an
1: interesting adventure for us.
0: Yeah. And it was it was and you know we, we learned new things, you know. We learned that, you know, making mice, you know, Nazis is not exactly a foolproof plan for a Nutcracker we trilogy. That Andy Warhol was a fascist. Yeah, we learned that Barbie just makes money for just existing. Yeah. <laughs> and we learned that, you know, just because you make your Nutcracker black, while that is progressive, doesn't make your film better overall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you don't give him much to do. Yeah. Um, but with all that said, and also we remembered the words "public domain." Oh yeah, which now I will Fresh going in back. My brain. Man, I'm gonna love editing this and being like, "Oh, this is the part where we try to remember what public domain." Is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but
1: um, other than that, do you want to tell them what our next
0: trilogy is? Oh yeah.
1: Well, so you know, obviously this is holiday themed, but we figured we'd kind of ramp that up even more uh, next weekend, since that's that'll be our last episode before Christmas. Mm -hmm. Um, so we're going to do the Santa Claus trilogy that's right and that's Claus with an E Yes, because it's the Tim Allen Santa Claus trilogy
0: we are doing the quote unquote classic Tim Allen trilogy Mm -hmm. that uh, started in 94 with the Santa Claus 2002 with the Santa Claus 2 and 2006 with, wait for it, the Santa Claus 3 the Escape escape Clause it has a subtitle And uh we knew for a fact we wanted to do this one. We we're gonna do another three in one episode because there is a lot to talk about with all three, but probably not enough for a separate episode yeah. each. I mean, we we're probably gonna take the next the first few minutes talking about uh what divorce does to a kid on
1: Christmas. Well, that's <laughs> ultimately so, what yeah, that's ultimately what the first one is. Yeah.
0: But um, Besides that, uh, so this episode we're filming it on the twelfth. Filming it's it, we're recording it. Recording it on the twelfth, because we always record live. Of you know, bringing bringing back the jokes. You know, yep. t- so we've been gone for a while, but the jokes are back. The jokes never left; they just hadn't been <laughs> recorded yet. So tune in on the nineteenth, yeah. and we will have the Santa Claus trilogy ready. And hopefully, you've. Rewatch those films to prep for what will be a wild trilogy (laughs) from start to finish. But um, until then, thank you so much for listening. I'm Logan Sowash. And I'm Andy Carr. And we'll see you next week.